That's the thing, Mr. Archer. It was all part of my master plan. You were always meant to find the paint. The paint was always meant to be wet. You were always meant to put your hand in it. And now I've caught you. Red-handed. Lurking around the public house. My public house. It shall no longer be called the Bull. Not when I'm finished with it, Mr. Archer. The paint is drying as we speak. Drying all over that stupid little bovine fool on the sign hung above the door. That Bull is history, Mr. Archer. He is an ex-bovine. When I have finished my nefarious deeds and the paint is dry, in four to six hours according to B&Q's website, your little community hub, your public house, will be... will be... the Borat. After acclaimed Oscar-nominated comedy classic Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, you remember... It was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, Mr. Archer. Do you know who wrote that screenplay, Mr. Archer? No. For Borat? The Oscar-nominated screenplay? No? It was Todd Phillips. <laughs> of Todd Phillips's Joker 2019. Wait, what? Oscar nominee Todd Phillips. He wrote the Borat screenplay. <laughs> the Oscar-nominated screenplay. For Borat. And now your public house will forever honour his great achievement. Wait, uh, wait, please, wait. Did the guy... Did Borat and Joker have the same writer? My wife! I can't think of anything else now. We have to that's, cancel that's, the episode that's where recording. It As you can tell, I got pretty angry at the idea that Todd Phillips has been nominated for Best Director <laughs> and he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for Borat. <laughs> I just think we should all remember that. It's 2020. We need to remember our past we need to acknowledge the mistakes we've made it's not that i regret asking you to write this speech it's <laughs> i don't really know how i can move on from this now Hello, I'm, uh, oh god, I forgot how we start the show. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere, uh, a podcast sort of about the Archers by two queers <laughs> who the Archers is not made for whatsoever. <laughs> one of us doesn't even listen. Uh, I'm the one that doesn't listen. I'm Alex, uh, and, uh... I'm still... Did you know that Todd Phillips wrote the uh, Oscar-nominated Best Adapted Screenplay for Borat? I was just improving. Okay, I'm the I'm the second big queer. My name's Ray. Um, I do listen to The Archers, cause baby, I just can't quit you. Yeah, because really, because I just can't quit it. We've, it's the question we've all been asking. I I'm a big gay who listens to the archers which has a new gay in it there's so many gays in this episode yeah so Oops, many gays. All gays someone came out on the archers it was fiona which is like such a lesbian name <laughs> you're just basing that off of, do you know any lesbian fionas no i just like the just name basing it off of shrek i just like the name <laughs> It's really funny, um, in the timeline where she doesn't meet Shrek, she is totally gay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all saw Shrek too. Wait. And the, 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 the scene with the, the kung fu fighting women. That's not Shrek I mean, 2. All... Is, isn't it? That's Shrek 3. The bad one. I mean, arguable that Shrek 3 is the bad one. 
No, Shrek 3 is objectively exists. the worst Shrek. Shrek Forever After exists. What, with Rumpelstiltskin? Yes. No, that's a comeback. With, that one's with good. With Ronald Stiltskin. With Rump- the one where Rumpelstiltskin's the villain is but like Shrek, but better Shrek the than Third has Justin Timberlake in it. <laughs> Does Who it? Forget? Who plays Justin? Yeah, he plays the prince. He plays he plays Arthur. He's the little boy. Yes, he's a child. Who plays Merlin? This is not the podcast. No, no, this know. is what's happening now. You've we've committed. Who plays Merlin? Oh, Do God. you know? Fine, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, the archers. Um, Fiona, who's Jim's daughter, came out, um, to him. It was, um, kind of a, it was one of those comings out where she was like, I haven't really told you because it didn't feel relevant to tell you. And he was like, I'm sorry, did you feel like you couldn't tell me? And she was like, no, it was like a shame thing. It was just like, we just don't talk. So I didn't say. They have an interesting uh, relationship. It was Eric Idle. Eric Yes. There's two Monty Python in that film because John Cleese is in it as well. Who's John Cleese? He plays the king. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so Fiona's gay. Fiona's gay. It was nice. It was just a nice. About it she said, Jim, she but, actually said so, the so, word lesbian. And I kind of had like a weird moment where she said it in a slightly weird way and I already unfortunately find the word lesbian really really funny <laughs> so what 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 prompted her coming out on the show she's got she's got a new long-term partner and she's going on holiday with her and it was just like yeah and jim actually asked she talked about coming out to her brother alistair but then jim actually asked her and he was like this person that you're going on holiday with are they just a friend or are they more than a friend and i was like da, da, more than a friend i wish yeah, i had a more than a friend gal pals are you guys gal pals, pals. Um, but that wasn't okay. really a whole story i just thought it was nice to say because you know the show is a little sparse yeah i mean it's it's good it's good it's definitely a development yeah to bring the show further into the 21st century yeah the main the main crux i think of this episode which is why i sent you a message about 45 minutes before we were going to start saying alex i need you to write a villain speech uh which i did um which you did expecting my nomination for best adapted screenplay in the post (laughs) what are you adapting uh the archers (laughs) right 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 sure (laughs) um so basically on the show recently i've been noticing a trend of them making characters who are often points of difficulty into the on the show into just kind of straightforward villains there's been a lot of people who have just been so unapologetically antagonistic is that and... Todd Phillips' Joker 2019 heat? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's nominated for, for Best Film, Best Director, Best Leading Actor, mm. some other bullshit probably. And they're just trying to cash in on that. I mean, I can't blame them. Everyone loves a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I none of them are very Joker-like villains. In that, do I think that a twenty-one-year-old who hasn't got a girlfriend would find any of these villains cool? <laughs> mm. Are any of these villains for the cuck market? <laughs> um, so we've got a, let's call it a um corporate villain, like Ooh. a real Lex Luthor. I actually did. I was like, why is why is Lex Luthor on the Archers now? <laughs> is what I said when this plotline was happening. It's a different DC villain than the direction I was going, but yeah. I like it. I like it. We've got a um, cultural manipulate, you know, destroy the basis of our culture, our traditions villain. 
someone who is trying to uphold the traditions or destroy no, the No, they're trying to upend everything special about Ambridge. They're trying to destroy the community. It's terrible. They did oh, one they found thing, out about our but... podcast. <laughs> um Oh, I want to talk about my new list idea. This is me saying, okay, I'm gonna move some people off the Kurds list because mm-hmm. honestly I feel like they're not responsible for their actions because they're too stupid <laughs> so there's gonna be a subcategory on the curds list these people are causing some shit but i honestly think it comes from a place of like oh my god you absolute moron you big <laughs> you big fool they're just the macrobiotics in the curds and whey process they're not even aware of what they're doing <laughs> yeah exactly um ooh, got more vince casey stuff I don't even know who that is. I can't. You do, you do Casey think about is. it. Who's Vince Casey? Uh, wasn't he Shadow Chancellor? No, that's Vince Cable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if Vince Cable was Shadow Chancellor. That was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> Vince Casey sounds like a wrestling manager. <laughs> I really thought. Okay, Vince Casey is. He runs Casey Meets and he's like cockney and kind of shady oh he's the the dodgy cockney meat salesman <laughs> yeah he's like proper vince casey like all right how's it going does he talk like that is that how it is yeah 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 yes now i remember vince casey of casey's meats he's just got a case full of meats <laughs> he does he does case full of meats. it's just a brief case full of liver mm-hmm. and then uh, the person who is closest to the joker We'll call him a bitter outcast thrown away from society who's lashing out against a cruel, cruel and unjust world that won't let him get married in Bali. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds exactly like the plot of Joker 2019. (laughs) I haven't seen the flick. Um, From what I know, Arthur Arthur Fleck is uh, trying to get married in Bali uh and the stand-up world just isn't ready for that heat um however i I think it's what everyone's talking about uh we got to get that clickbait right up in the front and yeah so let's start with that with that joker that joker heat okay so his name's gavin already i'm getting i'm getting getting a picture of this man do you remember kirstie and philip Kirsty and Phil from uh, Location, Location, Location. Yeah, I do. Yes, yes. The joke you made last time. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> so. I, I mean, I only remember them based on the number of jokes I made about property programs. <laughs> so, Kirsty and Philip are... Kirsty's a long-running character, but Philip's a newish character on the show who is now getting married to Kirsty, that's a new development they're gonna get married but they're gonna have a secret wedding because they kind of don't want to fuss so they're just gonna yeah get married in secret and then have a party after which I pro- i'm probably gonna do if i ever get married like, that sounds chill as hell yeah so anyway um he I got is years ago. i've just not told anyone yet uh philip's actually quite a bit older than Kirsty. um i think she's in her I want to say Kirsty is late thirties, and then he and he's is eighty-three. He's he's approaching his sixties, I think. Eee. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So he either has a big wallet or a <laughs> don't don't do it. Special set of skills. <laughs> No, they just genuinely have affection for each other and they kind of complete each other. They have very complementing characteristics. They work a lot. I like them a lot. They're good. And she deserves some happiness because she's had a very rough couple of years. But anyway, um, she recently met Philip has an adult son named Gavin and... The phrase adult son. Well, I wanted to clarify it's important to the story that he is an adult. 
This is my adult son, Gavin. I mean, his name's Gavin. He's not going to be a child, is he? No one looks at a baby and goes, that's a Gavin. <laughs> that's not how names work. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> every Gavin is a Gavin by choice. Yeah, everyone named Barbara is over the age of 60 and they've never been any younger. <laughs> they No, they have, but they change their name when they get to... <laughs> We have young people names, and then when we get older, we will choose an old name for olds, and we will become, sure, you know, maybe, sure. I'll, maybe I'll become a, I don't know, a, a Quentin, or a... No one's named Quentin. <laughs> there are no Quentins at all. <laughs> They've gone extinct. Um, what, okay, what's your old olds name? What's my old age, name? You reach the age of 58 and you pick an old's name. <sighs> Tabitha. Tabitha. Very good. <laughs> I don't that, know. That name, you've actually unlocked, a, that name comes with a cat. Uh, <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> That's a special pre-order bonus. <laughs> Is this fucking Neopets? <laughs> That's really showing my age. That. If, if, if anything I've ever said this shows yeah. my age, I'm just like, <laughs> what is this new pets? <laughs> um, you know, you maybe this tangent, son, this fucking tangent. I'm sorry, adult son. Well, I was gonna look up funny. the Gavin, the adult son. <laughs> I fucking hate you sometimes. This is my adult son. Okay, so he has because I was gonna look at the description of the episode on the second of February. They said. Gavin is currently staying with them. I'll explain why now. He's staying with Kirsty and Philip. And they say it's like having a stroppy teenager in the house. But he's, he's an, an adult. But he's an adult. So. Well, how old is he? Is he like in his 30s? I. Is he I as would, old as his new mum? I don't know if they've explicitly said how old he is, but I'm getting the impression that he's like 26 or 27 or something. Okay, so That's he's not. That's the vibe I'm getting like the same age as his new mother because that's no 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 that's no, an no, energy no, no. we don't need i mean he's acting like it because essentially they met and at first he was really really chill but he would occasionally talk across her at his dad if you catch my catch my dress oh like a man does <laughs> yes like a man does um and then he kind of came around again and he was like, good news, I'm getting married. I'm getting married to, to my girlfriend. And they're like, oh my god, great. And he's like, we're going to do it in Bali. And they're like, okay. And he's like, so, dad, I'm going to need you to give me, like, 20 grand. You know? Just real quick. Just, just real quick. Just give me 20 grand. Me 20 big ones. And Kirsty was like, I know I'm connected to this man and this finances now, but would it be really rude to maybe politely suggest that he doesn't give 20 grand to his adult son to his adult son to get married in Bali even though the family is contractors and not sweaty pharmaceutical billionaires or something like that yeah that's that seems like a reasonable thing to say Kirsty she works up the courage and she goes directly to Gavin and she says hey listen I kind of feel like your dad's actually really stressed about this and he's just being polite to you because he wants to give you what is want he you want but he can't really afford to give you 20 grand towards your wedding because we're not rolling in it and Gavin says some words. He sure says some words at her. Tinged with misogyny words. Mm. He sure says at her. Um, and then I love they... my insults tinged with misogyny. And yeah, they develop a little bit of a back and forth where she is perfectly reasonable to him. And... He go. He talks like this. He's like, oh, Kirsty, little interfering are we he talks like that and it's like dude you think you are way more threatening than you actually are you know when someone like talks with a veneer of like snide snide accusatory kind of tone in a way where they clearly think that they're like not pathetic 
I can't not picture Gavin now as Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> I'm trying. What would be a good comparison to him? He feels like he plays the- this Gavin. He just imminently feels like he plays squash. That's always my go-to. It's always my go-to, like, this guy's a douchebag thing. Which is really bad, because I know people who play squash, but I'm not trying to be mean about them. It's just every time I imagine someone playing squash, I imagine them as a dick. (laughs) It is one of those corporate sports, right? Because you don't move much. I mean, you you move, professional squash. I'm talking about two I... dudes from the office going to play squash. <laughs> you're like you're 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 not moving a lot, and you you're stood next to each other, which is a weird way for competitive sports to work. Like you're close, so you can talk. It's like golf with a racket, okay. and in a very small <laughs> echoey room. I've pushed for this so often as a thing in various creative mediums because, as you know, I was in a play last year that was set in an office and it had, like, a controlling boss character in it. And I kept saying to the director, I really feel like he should be dressed like he's just come from playing squash. And I said this, like... I said this like four times and after the fourth time everyone was like Ray stop pushing for this squash thing stop with the squash Ray <laughs> we get it you hate people who play squash <laughs> the thing is squash really seems like fun it's just it something is. I ab- have played squash in the past it's just something about it that seems so villainous to me maybe it's the way that it's like you never look your opponent in the eye you know what I mean? It's it's maybe I'm over psychologizing squash, but it's a cowardly sport. <laughs> if anything, the opposite is what I mean by that. Because you can't, you can't, you never look a man in the face as you hit a ball so as you hard. Annihilate into, his as you, rubber ball. Yeah, as you annihilate his rubber ball, you don't even bother to look him in the eye. The thing with squash... It's a sport, the idea it's a sport of, of arrogance, coming... that's what squash is. <laughs> the idea of someone coming back from squash, uh, the thing that amuses me the most is those goggles that we use. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's I the play, thing. I play They're squash so good, the goggles. semi-regularly um, as, a, as a young teen. Um, and the goggles are so good because they have nothing... There are no lenses... They're just small plastic rims that go around your eyes, j- slightly too small for a for the tiny little squash ball to get through. Yep. Mm. So I, okay, I have two reasons for bringing this up. This is the 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 tangent that I'm using to bring this up, though. I just binged the entirety of the Magnus Archives, and it has a very squash playing villain. But the reason I bring this up, there is a character on the Magnus Archives who listens to the Archers. Canonically. Oh my god. (laughs) And they just use this as a vehicle for making fun of the Archers. Because they picked... They picked... They picked the coolest character on the show and they had someone be like, by the way, uh, she listens to the Archers. And they were like, really? Really? Why? And I really enjoy it, because the Magnus Archives is all about stopping the world from turning to shit. And it fulfills my question of, there's a character on the show who is trying to stop the world from turning to shit, and maybe one of their motivations for doing that is what would happen to the archers. So that the archers can continue, yeah. <laughs> it all ties together. <laughs> okay, so what... Why is Gavin, why has adult son Gavin moved in with his father and The reason he's moved in now is because his wedding is off and he's, he's been Because he didn't get the 20 grand. (laughs) No, they were going to move the wedding to Crete. And Crete is closer than Bali, but still a relatively far distance. Still cheaper. And then Gavin's fiance was like, nah. I'm done. Although he refuses to explain what exactly he did that made her end it, but I, I'm sure it was hilarious. Probably I'm sure it was squash Gavin. related. 
<laughs> he came back from squash too late one night. Um, yeah, so he's now staying with them, which Philip was like, are you sure that you, are you sure that you're okay with this? And Kirsty was like, yeah, I perform so much emotional labor all the time for all the people in my life. What's a little bit more? So what ha- and now Where he's playing Gavin Xbox on their sofa. Come from what? When he was asking for the money, where did he live? Because he's a new character, right? Yeah. What do you mean? So he just rocks up into the plot, crashes on that. Cra- yeah. Like, he... no, he you know he literally rocks up in the village. Yeah. And is like, hey, give me twenty grand, and then within a day they're like, no, and then he's on their sofa. <laughs> But the timeline's a lot longer than that. It has been quite a while since we recorded last. Where was he staying when he was asking fiance. for money? With his fiance. Did they did they have a place in Ambridge? No, I think they live in Wales. Oh yeah, and Gavin Gavin's kept Welsh. Popping over. Of course he is. Seems <laughs> Gavin. There's Philip's Welsh too. There's so many Welsh characters on the show now. I'm not complaining. It's just I wonder Isn't, what they're doing. I mean, Borsetshire is relatively close to Wales, I think, in yeah. its fictional location. I suppose. It's more Welsh characters than Scottish characters now. They're just trying to get that Welsh exodus. Mm. And not a single Irish. It's tragic. I think that should it's be. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not going to be getting any Irishes now. They're really scared about introducing more Scottish characters because inevitably there's going to be another Scottish referendum and they're going to have to address it on the show. Oh, God, yeah. And they'll have two Scottish characters, (sighs) one pro-independence and one anti-independence. I'm calling it now. What if they get blindsided with Welsh independence? (laughs) (laughs) I almost finished that sentence. You almost didn't laugh. (laughs) Um, so Gavin, yeah, that, it seems like we've we've reached a natural conclusion. We've reached Gavin, a natural conclusion. Fuck Gavin, off, Gavin. Gavin, calm. Ga- Gavin, you're not important. <laughs> Just play your Xbox, do you, do we, Gavin, we and see shut him up. Disappearing slowly from the plot as he. I don't. They've been. To, I, I can never predict what they're doing recently. I think we should do the big one next, which is Justin Elliot, Lex Luthor. Justin so, Elliott, he was the he's the eco um person, right? He failed he dumped toxic no, waste and that's no, Brian. That not him. That's Brian. Oh, see, I'm so bad at this. Justin Elliott, I know. I know that name. Yeah, he's done something really terrible before. Did he say he was gonna build affordable mm-hmm. houses and then yeah, not build affordable go. houses? Yes! I remembered a thing from the archers. <laughs> so God, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> You remember rewilding Ambridge? I do. Uh-huh. I was going to ask about that. So, I've told you, but I don't know if we've said on the show yet. The thing with rewilding Ambridge that they had to do was before Christmas, they had to get a certain portion of land secured, which they would be doing yes. this rewilding on. I, re- I recall. And obviously they, they have money to do that, but it's getting the land. Um, and it was approaching the time, the deadline that they had to do it by, and it was getting really, really difficult. Meanwhile, Justin Elliott, for the working for the trust, is having a little bit of trouble with a separate project because he's trying to get a development done on some land, and we slowly uncover that the reason reason he's having difficulty getting this development done is because it's kind of a protected forest, if you will, sort of thing, sort of environmental concerns about this development. Jolly good. So, meanwhile, again, Phoebe, Rex, and uh, Pip are trying to, you know, source this land. And Phoebe goes to Brian who's also on the trust and says, hey, um, the trust has all of this land. Do you think you could go to the board and convince convince them to get us some land to do rewilding? And Brian's like, honestly, I don't think you can make them go for that because they're businessmen first. 
and there's just not that much appealing about helping out with this. Phoebe decides to keep pursuing this though and she ends up talking to Justin directly instead. And it's not explicit at this point, but it's clear that there's a plan forming with Justin. He won't... He's being very polite about everything, because he's a very polite man. Um, but he's... He starts pushing and helping Phoebe to do this. To go to the trust, go to the board, to a meeting, convince the board to give much of their land towards this rewilding project um and they're successful and they get a contract all signed up um sounds good so far if you, yeah i see nothing going it? wrong here um brian sees this contract and he looks it over and he kind of is a bit taken aback and he goes to Phoebe um, and he says hey Phoebe this contract is absolute garbage it's worded in a way where you will not be able to make any decisions as a team without running it by them the trust who are businessmen and not environmentalists They've done some wording, which is, oh, only only an asshole would take advantage of this wording in this contract, which Justin is a huge <laughs> surprise asshole. Um, and Phoebe hears this, and she's kind of like, "Well, that's not very helpful, and we need this land." And shut up, Grandad. And he's like, okay, well, tell your team me. about it and see what they think. Um, you can still take the contract if you want, but I don't think it's a good idea. Phoebe decides not to tell Rex and Pip <laughs> that this contract is horrible. Cut to David Archer. David Archer has fallen out with Justin recently over something we've talked about previously because um, David helped Justin do all of the research to buy a building that was an abattoir and then found out that Justin was going to completely betray him and turn it into an office building. So he is like, Justin is a skeevy businessman. David is Pip's father. Brian goes directly after a while and about when this contract is going to be signed to David and says, listen, I don't know if Pip has told you this contract is terrible. Um, and David's like, what are you talking about? Pip's acting like it's all fine. So right at the fancy schmancy smoothie champagne and cheese event where this contract is going to be signed between the trust and the uh, Ambridge rewilding. A an event at which Justin is literally like with another member of the board, like drinking champagne and talking in a villainous voice like this. And I'm just mm. lying on my bed going, what the fuck is happening? What is this Russell T. Davis political intrigue villain? He's, he's like, Oh, it seems everything's coming to fruition kind of dialogue going on. Once the contract on. is signed. Once the contract is signed. can enter the next phase. <laughs> and they're talking like that. And David rushes into the room. Just stop, stop, stop the wedding. <laughs> no, literally. This contract signing can't go on. He's like, this contract signing shouldn't go on. Tells Pip what's up that the contract is terrible and Justin is using this good environmental project to PR over the fact that he wants to destroy a bunch of woodland. And is, is the woodland part of the 
like contract no no this is two separate things so oh they're just using he's just using it as like a cover-up he's he's like oh look at this wonderful thing the trust is doing don't pay attention to the fact that we want to do this horrible and unenvironmentally friendly development um david rushes and he tells pip all of this and justin like walks up all smugly and he's like what what are you doing oh who told you this who told you that and david's like i'm stopping my daughter from signing this contract and justin's like you're too late it's already been signed it's already been signed <laughs> it's like and I was you'll just never get away with this like, too bad david i already did and so yeah it's, what a shame no one will ever love you, David. The whole rewilding project is now completely in the pocket of one of the, like, shittiest corporatists on the show. Cool! And, yeah, it's so fucking villainous. I honestly can't even cope with it. And Lillian, who's Justin's partner, and is, like, related to both Pip and Phoebe went over to them, like, to Pip and David to try and be like, look, the thing is, though, Justin's a really good businessman, so it'll be great to, like... Sorry, I'll do her voice because it really carries the whole tone of the thing because she's also a villain in this situation, sure. <laughs> I know it's I knew it's a raw deal, but Justin's really a fantastic businessman. <laughs> He's really a fantastic businessman. (laughs) They're all Slovene in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Someone just starts throwing salt on them and they start melting. I know this is a rough situation, darlings, but there's really nothing you can do about it. You you might as well make the most of the situation. (laughs) And yeah... They're completely fucked now. And Justin's like... "Mm." Justin's been like wheedling in on their argument about it. Because obviously Pip and Rex feel completely betrayed by Phoebe. Although I kind of wish they would direct most of their anger towards Justin. Rather than Phoebe. Who is a child. A fucking stupid child. (laughs) But a child. I mean, yeah. She got taken advantage of for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, she got told that she was being taken advantage of, and she was like, but I want that. So I do judge her a little bit. Yeah, it is a little bit like, well, someone did directly tell you this was bullshit, and you were like, mm-hmm, I think I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and then we were all the judge of that. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Brian is now in real trouble with the trust for having, like, Told, told people yeah maybe that it was a bullshit deal yeah um and justin's been like i don't you guys are just gonna he's just basically saying like you guys are gonna have to get over this you i you're struggling to work together now just because i've completely destroyed the fabric of all of your trust <laughs> oh, oh. I, would, I would hate for my villainous <laughs> nefarious deeds to possibly interfere with your Group dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be over here with my mimosa. Yeah. Meanwhile, his villainous partner, Lillian, as she's smoothing this over, she is in the process of destroying the fabric of Ambridge traditions and culture. So, before, even before we did the last recording, um, Lillian was starting to interfere with things at the Bull, which is the local... Ambridge pub. Public house. Yeah. See, I really thought that pub was short for publican. What the hell is a publican? Genuinely, I'm looking this up. Oh, it's for a person who manages a pub. Yes. The owner, tenant, or licensee is known as the pub landlord or publican. Yes. So it's it's just a person, not a building. Yeah. I feel less stupid. (laughs) So anyway, she's interfering at the bowl. She's trying to make it trendy. Oh no, not one of those gastro pubs I've heard so much about. She's like, 
We need to, darlings, we need to get the new crowd in, the young, the young professionals. We need to get them in the door. Um, and she gets this, she's doing all of these weird interfering things. And she, like, fires someone at one point, And then everyone realizes that he was actually doing all of the work <laughs> that had been, like... Does she own the bull? I was just trying to figure this out. Because when she started interfering, I was like, I had no clue that she was involved at all. My instinct now is she's some kind of majority shareholder in the business. But no one's actually explained it. Yeah, because she's firing people. That sounds like she's the manager. Yeah, like the it does, doesn't it? Um, but that was a that was ages ago that that happened. But she got a guy in. I want to say his name was Austin, because that at least sounds terrible enough to yeah, be whatever baby. job he was. Which was he's like some kind of like some kind of business trend consultant like some kind of trend consultant that justin knew like he recommended him to lillian and his name was austin and he came and looked around and made suggestions about changes they should make to update the pub's aesthetic and i was like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh british culture um groovy baby did you get the the gr- groovy, yes yes baby. groovy baby yeah. groovy, groovy baby yeah groovy baby, baby. <laughs> Sex, Austin. I d- I Pal- yeah. I didn't know you could I'm... say the word sex. <laughs> I I have combusted a little bit. <laughs> so, Jolene, though, who is one of the people who runs the pub, please says, don't take my man. <laughs> yes, please. She's actually a country singer. Oh my god! No way. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty she great. is gonna take my man. <laughs> <laughs> so Jolene and so Kenton. Jolene works at the pub. Kenton is really not into it. Kenton? You said that last time I mentioned his name too. You were like, that's, that's not, not a, a real name. name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they're doing all these changes. Jolene is really into it because Jolene's been a bit up her own butt at the minute, and so she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna like bring, we're gonna make the, we're gonna make the ball trendy." And one of the things they decide to do this is they're gonna change the name. And I hear this, and I think I'm theoretically not against this but I feel like they're going to pick the worst name of all time. I feel like that's what the plot is. I think it's, um, I think, I I mean, I get, tell me if I'm wrong. I was, I was in a writing, a writer's room meeting, uh, with the guys at the archers, uh, last month. And I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I haven't, haven't heard the episode, but I think they're going with the Borat. (laughs) I have heard that. I'm trying to go back to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Kenton was like, "What are we, what are what are we gonna call it?" Like he was talking about it to someone. He said, "What would you think if someone tried to change a pub's name, you know, and made it something pretentious, like mm, I don't know, the uh, edgy whistle brew house?" <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> "That might be the, the smartest. That might be the smartest satire the Archers has ever pulled off." What is the edgy whistle brew house? It was his. It was his like theoretical terrible name, and I was like, "You are right. That is the worst <laughs> name I've ever heard. I'm very proud of you, Kendon." Edgy whistle brew house is a place where like people who work for WikiLeaks go to hang out. <laughs> uh, they go there but they're like, "Ugh, it's terrible here." It's terrible here. There's all these alt-right bloggers in the corner like, "Yeah, this is the edgy whistle brew house." Yeah. Here we're really allowed to say what we're thinking. Because I wrote to you. I was I was checking in the messenger. I said, "Next episode called Pan Flute Abba at the Edgy Whistle Brew House." <laughs> because there was an episode recently where they were playing a pan flute version of ABBA and it was distracting me from the dialogue because I was like damn I want this album 
that reminds me of um uh, the the film the two popes have you seen the film the two popes is also oscar nominated this is our oscar special uh, do i uh, want to see the film the two popes i really liked it but i know a lot of people that really didn't <laughs> it depends it depends on your feelings on uh, catholic aestheticism i think um but the, there is a, a moment where Jonathan Price is singing Dancing Queen in a bathroom uh, and Anthony Hopkins comes up and goes, what is that hymn that you're singing? And he goes, oh, it is uh, Dancing Queen. <laughs> and it's like, I do. Uh, no, no, that's not true. He doesn't say it's Dancing Queen. He says it is um, Saltus Regina, uh, which is Latin for Dancing Queen. <laughs> that's fucking excellent. He says it's Saltus Regina by ABBA. <laughs> Saltus Regina by ABBA just completely destroyed the fabric of your lie by the end of the sentence. <laughs> I mean, so good. I want all of my uh, classic 80s hits to be translated into Latin. Anyway, important Where's question. I want you to Latin? guess what they are changing the name of the bull to. Okay, so it's been decided. The name of the bull change has been decided. Yes, they did a big meeting. Everyone hated it. There's a petition to make it, to make them stop. Wait, Run, of wait, course, wait, wait. by Linda Snell. Oh, okay. It's an in-fiction petition. I thought you were saying there was an actual petition. I bet you I anything there is an, a petition on change.org right now in real life to stop this happening. Dear BBC, how the thing I want to the name. So has it? Con- okay, the bull is a is an established location. It's the pub in the village, right? Yes, it's the only pub in the village. I want to clarify to you as well. I want you to try and guess. I want to clarify to you. It's not funny bad. It's just bad. It's a what? Okay, it's a. Let, it's let honestly one of the worst names I've ever heard. It's so boring and bad and unrememberable and stupid. And I want you to try okay. and guess what it is. So let me you just establish the parameters here. This is the only pub in Ambridge. I mean, I don't know. That we see. It's the only pub that's relevant, yeah. Okay, and it's been a location, like, from the beginning. I can basically. assume, yeah. And it's always been called the Bull. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Let's change it up. Yeah. And they're now naming Animal it. names aren't trendy. Okay, so it's not an animal name, so it's not the Borat. The thing is, it's... I Can don't I guess? Well, I can't... The thing is, it kind of is an animal name still, but, like, in a oh. roundabout way. That's oh, I was going to say, is it called, like, the Wheat Sheaf? <laughs> No? No. It's not the wheat sheaf. It's not the wheat sheaf, no. Uh is it the ox and cart? You're you you're coming up with okay names. You're coming, coming up, up with, with pub names. You're These coming up with tolerable pub names. It's not a pub name. Do you, I'm just gonna tell you what it is. No, they I get in- one more guess. <laughs> Fine, yeah. Make another guess. Is it the blue hen? I don't know why you keep coming up with all of these sensible, reasonable, likable names. I absolutely told you it wasn't going to be that. (laughs) Well, is it the Borat then? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they're changing it to the bee at Ambridge. It's just not funny. There's no joke you can make. It's just bad. It's just a stupid name. The Bee at Ambridge. It's not just going to be called The Bee, mm-hmm. which in itself is a fucking stupid name. Who 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 has ever named a pub after a solitary bee? Like, call it The Beehive or The Queen Bee or... There like, is no single bee apiary, good enough to have a pub named like, after them. The Bee. Like, just after... A bee. The thing is, I don't think they're saying a bee. Like, they're saying the bee like it's a bee. I think they're just saying the letter B. 
I think they're saying the letter B. The letter at B Ambridge. at Ambridge, and I assume maybe do you, do we think they're gonna do it with an actual at sign instead of just the word at? Maybe. <laughs> Seems about Putting as terrible. The B in Ambridge. Before now, it's been Amridge, but we're here to say Ambridge is back, baby. <laughs> The B so, at Ambridge. There's a I'm p- furious. <laughs> you don't even listen and you're furious. It's just like, it's so bad, it's making me angry. <laughs> I'm angry on behalf of the millions of people that have to put up with this shit every day. It's not even like we think they're really going to change it. It's the insulting, like, they're like, oh, what if we change the name of the bull to the B at Ambridge <laughs> plot? Uh, Everyone's unless... just like, fuck you, archers, fuck you. <laughs> We're not falling for your shit. What if they do it? But what if they do? I don't even know what if they do. Then, uh, if they do, then the most important location on the show will have a bad name. That's what. We'll... <laughs> I, I can't wait. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's just bad. There's nothing to say about it. I'm just trying to say something funny about it. It's just There's nothing it's funny to say name. about the B. I already did all the B jokes. <laughs> I guess we didn't talk about the B movie. Is it is it a reference to Barry B. Benson? <laughs> is the sign just going to be a picture of Jerry Seinfeld? I did think about that, actually. It was like, the menus are just now the entire script of the B movie. <laughs> it's all honey. Yeah. Um, so everyone's boycotting them and refusing to go in. And it's fucking ghost town now. Um, and there's a petition to get them to stop, and it's run by Linda Snell, who doesn't even go to the pub that often. She's just local contrarian, and that's why we love her. She's like, a change in my local town? I think not. <laughs> I think we can all agree that this whole debacle is either, it's one of two things, either A, a ghost campaign by Justin to try and detract from the the he's distracting from his own forest thing villainous actions or b an attempt b an attempt by the writers to uh make a terrible allegory for post-brexit britain uh and the changes that are going to have to happen as part of that p stands for brexit (laughs) (laughs) the brexit at ambridge the boris at ambridge (laughs) no shut up oh okay there's one okay so there's one final thing i need to say we're not talking about this anymore i don't want to talk about it anymore okay hopefully it won't be happening by the time we record next okay so my new list is the big shit the big shit fungus brain welsh carrot carrot bonanza list Okay, and the, this is the ones who aren't clever enough yeah, to make the curds list. That that's a little personal joke of mine, because uh, carrot in Welsh is moron, which I always really enjoyed. So, big shit fungus brain Welsh carrot bonanza list. Phoebe is going on that list for <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Because she just made me go, oh, you fucking big shit idiot fungus brain moron, you stupid fucking idiot idiot (laughs) and she got duped she deserves it i'm moving josh archer okay hate list to the shit fungus brain list because he just got arrested (laughs) and it's a long story let's just say he got arrested for bad record keeping and (laughs) I hate hate when it happens. I hate when I see it. And he cried about it. And I was like, oh no, I relate to him now. I'm going to have to move him off the... He's like, <laughs> I'm so incompetent that I've been arrested by the police. And I was like, big mood. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for the new list. Um, last thing, I, I need an update on Cheese Kicks. <gasps> cheese Kicks is, is, is a go. It's launched. Cheese Kicks is canon. Cheese Kicks is canon. Cheese Kicks is happening. They they said they love each other. They kiss. <gasps> oh. 
Um, they. I think they did it. Oh. Oh. Um. He really kicked her cheese. <laughs> I hate that I said that. Oh, I'm in physical pain. <laughs> I wanted to end the episode on a nice note by asking about cheese kicks, and then I said that cheese kicks is a go. Um, they're super sweet. She was hanging out with his kids recently. He's learning all about farming. He's She's getting learning super all about kung fu. <laughs> She's already done that. So oh, okay. it's karate actually as well. Oh, karate is a kung fu, isn't no, it? it? No, it's not. They're it's from completely different art. cultures. It's a martial art. They're from completely different cultures. Is kung fu a specific thing? Am kung I just... fu is Chinese and karate is Japanese. I just okay. You're you're almost definitely correct because you have way more experience of this than me, and I just don't know anything about any martial arts. I, yes, I have so much experience and definitely don't know this from the Karate Kid movies. <laughs> no, I just do know this. But hey, those movies. I'm I'm still annoyed that the Karate Kid reboot isn't called the Kung Fu Kid because he's learning Kung Fu in it. It's eminently annoying. Right? So I'm I'm it's understandable that I would get confused. No, it's not understandable. Because well, <laughs> the if, film is also if, really moronic if for Will Smith's kid can star in a film about the complete wrong cultural <laughs> martial art, then I, a dunce, can get confused once or twice. I can't believe they made a whole movie set in china where he was learning kung fu and they were like but we gotta call it the karate kid it's like the best example of hollywood culture ever i think is the karate kid reboot where he's not even learning karate i think it's also scarlett johansson just just scarlett johansson is, <laughs> Her is also a good example of that yeah man i can't wait for her to win uh best supporting actress for playing a tree in <laughs> um thank you for the villain episode um yeah thank you for providing all of the villainy i look forward to the b oh my god the b stands for borat <laughs> yeah the b stands for borat the b does stand for borat uh the borat at ambridge uh i look forward to that development um, oh, Vince Casey is needling. Vince Casey is needling for a twenty percent discount off a wedding in David Archer's barn. That was the final thing. <laughs> <laughs> no context got given. Any, uh, cheap weddings going. Uh, I'll throw in a pan of uh, pan of liver sausages if you give me a cheap wedding in your barn. That was the exact conversation. Um, we have run out of time, oh. so okay. And congratulations that's, that's on nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I. Uh, I look forward to the next episode where we learn more about uh, whatever the hell's going to happen next. I'm really confused. There doesn't even seem to be a coherent six-month plot going on at the moment. <laughs> I think they're, they're having their meeting right now, being like, hey guys, what are we doing now? They, um, they really are like, what exactly are we doing at the minute? Just, just to think that when we first started this show, I was invested in bunting. And now here I am worrying about some eco-terrorist you know running a board into the ground with a small child and and the borat at ambridge i mean we really have looks like we made it folks plot's gone crazy plot's gone wild um, and this this podcast continues uh to follow that this podcast <laughs> continues to be completely incoherent because the archers is completely incoherent now even to the hosts completely incomprehensible uh <laughs> thank you for joining us on this wild ride uh i've been alex horn you can find me at alex dr horn on twitter uh you can find our show uh at at atn underscore podcast please follow us on twitter at atn underscore podcast uh we mostly just post the episode when it's up but uh please uh send us your questions we want more audience questions that would be great yeah maybe your question could be <laughs> do you what's guys have a point arches? anymore <laughs> <laughs> what's happening on the arches <laughs> i don't know 
who are you? Oh, I, me, me. Yes, you. Uh, I was Ray, but I'm no longer anymore. And now, who knows? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you again next time when Don't. we cross the Ambridge <laughs> to nowhere. Don't forget to shut the gate, or those cows, they'll win an award for best adapted screenplay. <laughs> What was that about?